0: Buddy and welcome back to the best DC Comics podcast. I'm Jim and I wanted to do a bonus episode, something for Batman Day, as it's now Batman Night, and I got to squeak this in before we get to the witching hour, so it is legitimately Batman Day. But hey, we're not going to end up, you know, holding me to that, right? But it is a story from Detective Comics number four thirty nine from march of 1974 called night of the stalker it's one of my favorite little one-shot stories with batman and it's one of those it's a very basic story but it gives you a lot of emotion it gives you a lot of what makes batman tick but also what would trigger him and we'll get to that really quickly but also by the end it is one of those stories that you're going you know Man, this is action-packed and Batman's kicking butt And then at the end you realize, oh my god He is still Bruce Wayne, he's still a human He's still a guy who lost his parents as a little kid Now before we get into it, let me tell you the credits It's written by Vin Amendola, Sal Amendola With a script by Steve Englehart Pencils by Sal Amendola Inks by Dick Giordano and Sal Amendola Colors by Jerry Serpe and letters by Morris Waldinger. And in a funny little deal on the credits page, it has on the bottom from an incident as described by Neil Adams. Like Neil Adams is sitting around there like, hey, Neil, you hear any Batman stories? You know, you guys come up with anything, Denny and you or whatever. He's like, get this. It's called Night of the Stalker. Like I said, it's a very basic story, but it gets to the heart of Batman, gets to the heart of Bruce Wayne as well in a more subtle way. Then I, you know, think that sometimes you get nowadays Now it starts with narration Gotham City Setting sunlight slices sharply through the dry November air But cannot cut its chill Rush hour throngs crowding the streets Pull their coats tighter against the first touch of approaching winter Yet one man, looming high above them all Casually shrugs away the cold As always, he knows the coming darkness will bring a need for him And as always, he is grimly prepared For he is the dread Batman And this will be the Night of the Stalker And there you see Batman He's standing on the rooftops He's looking down at the traffic and the people And the funny thing about this is The title of it, Night of the Stalker Will make you figure, oh my god He's going to be on the trail of a serial killer He's going to be some guy who's, you know Grabbing ladies in the alleys and things like that And when you get into the story Batman's the stalker it's it's pretty crazy with that because right as we're getting to sunset and Batman at this point now has moved from the rooftops to pretty much a theater marquee very close to the ground it's a very odd place to kind of hide or whatever because anybody who looks up is going to see him but this marquee is pretty cool if you end up zooming in it says Bill Finger on it a big shout out there Ah, uh, well, while he's doing that, it says every evening he appears the strange night-dark nemesis of evil, and no man can say from where it is as if the sun's deadly death gives him life, so you you're setting up this big narration of it, and yeah, he does not need to he doesn't have to wait long for stuff to go wrong because there is a bank robbery. A guy comes running out of the bank as you hear people yelling, and there's alarms going off. And this guy has a gun. He's got like a satchel of money and he's going to his getaway car. This whole thing is four guys. This guy and then three guys in the getaway car. Well, this guy whose name is Rick starts, he can't get to the getaway car very quickly because it is being blocked by a husband and wife and their little son. And the woman starts screaming. Yes, Ted, look out. That man's got a gun. She starts screaming. He's like, shut up, dame, get out of my way. She won't. And this guy shoots her, he just shoots her dead. The little kid, the little boy with him's like, "Mom, oh my God," And the dad gets pissed and says, "You killed her, you rotten scum. You killed my wife in a weird turn. This guy stops, puts down his bag of money, and goes, oh, "Man, I didn't mean it. I uh, you know she, she just had to scream, and I needed to stop her, and you guys are in my way. He's like pleading his case. Well, Batman is seeing this and doesn't react right away. Because all of this ends up triggering, you know, memories of what happened to him His origin, the alley, his mom and dad, all that Well, the getaway car ends up opening up the door And one of the three guys in there, a guy named Cannon, ends up shooting the dad now So this kid is left an orphan while Batman's thinking about how he was left an orphan Now, the whole deal of this is it's happening again Batman is triggered. He is pissed. He leaps off of the roof onto this guy, Rick, the guy who was trying to get into the car and who had robbed the bank. While he's actually shooting a police officer now. Batman lands on him. The getaway car with the three other guys, it takes off. And Batman goes ham on this guy. Batman beats the living crap out of this guy to the point where he is passed out and Batman doesn't stop. This is one of those where you think Batman may actually kill this guy because it says the steel hand of justice clamps on tight. The iron fist of vengeance strikes hard without mercy to strike again and again and pull back yet once more. He hears the car pull out. That's seemingly the only thing that stops him. This guy's eyes are swollen shut. He is out. He's knocked out. And Batman just throws him to the ground and then looks to where the car Get getaway car turns and realizes Okay, they're going to go there You know, it's Batman He knows the lay of the land in Gotham And realizes that this car Is going to get stuck in traffic He doesn't need to worry about traffic Because he jumps up Climbs up on the rooftops He's jumping, building the building Alleyways, all this stuff To get to where the car is He sees it and then dives down I mean, he actually dives From a rooftop onto the car And I love the way That it's explained It says cushioning the impact of a death defying leap Letting him land atop the car Without more noise than maybe a cat So they don't know He ends up jumping from a rooftop onto the car But he's so good That they do not know that he is there And he just hangs on to the roof As this car drives out of the city Now you have these three guys There's Cannon The guy who shot the dad there is a young kid who actually Looks like a Jimmy Olsen type And there's the guy driving Who's an older guy, actually looks like Clark Kent, he's got glasses, a hat on A suit, and they're arguing About what happened, and the kid He seems right away Like, I, I didn't want to get involved In a murder, I mean, I didn't want to do this Where Cannon in the back was shot The guy, he's like, we didn't Have any choice, Rick had already Shot the woman, if this guy could have went, he could have, you know, fingered all of us and he would have, we would have been done. So I had to kill him. He's trying to justify that he killed that guy. The guy driving, the older guy says, what does it matter? We're free. We got the money. I don't want anybody, you know, being, uh, Debbie Downer here. I don't need anybody raining on my parade. Stop it. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We got the money. We're going to the shack where we were going to go anyway. We'll count the money and, and really. We don't have to count it four ways now We only have to count it three That ends up going down The number gets whittled But as they're going This kid And in in a cool way too To show that Batman is on the roof They're going around They go next to like a, a brick wall type thing And you actually from the moonlight You can see Batman's shadow on the wall And this kid goes Oh my god Batman is on the roof I see him in the shadow Well they end up slamming on the brakes now, the kid is the only one seemingly who had seen that, but they end up slamming it. The, the guy who was driving, the older fellow, gets out and he's like, oh, my God, why are you making me stop the car? This is ridiculous. But we'll check. But even so, if that was Batman on the car or somebody else, they would have been thrown ahead. We slammed on the brakes. It would have been thrown ahead, but there's nobody here. It couldn't have been anything. You, you're imagining things. You're getting all paranoid. And then they look around. And on that wall now, there's Batman. He's just sitting there looking pretty bad butt. And they're yelling, oh, my God, he's there on the wall. He's not even human. And they all start shooting at Batman. And then when the smoke clears from all of that Batman, he's gone. They don't know where he is. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we killed him. Let's get the heck out of here. Even if he ran, I don't want to deal with this Batman. Let's go. So they go back to the car. And they get in. And they're like, come on. Let's go. Let's get going. Let's, why aren't you starting the car? The guy can't find the keys. This is one of the baddest moments, the badass moments of a Batman ever because they're, they're trying to find the keys. Do you have the keys? I don't have the keys. Look on the floor. They're not on the floor. They look over then and go, Oh my God, Batman's back. And he's just there. He's jingling the keys. He's got, he's like jingling the keys and then drops them right at his feet and then just stands there just stands there and they're like oh my god i think that he's daring us to go get the keys i mean what else this is crazy well you don't really see the lay of the land here until you end up having the one guy canon who did kill the dad says screw this i'm gonna get the keys i don't care whatever we have to do this let's do it and starts running as if he's a bull right at batman but when you end up seeing that from behind batman you realize that batman (laughs) It's right next, I'm two inches from a cliff where he is standing there, and I'm thinking to myself, holy moly, Batman's just going to jump out of the lane. This guy's going to die. But he doesn't do that. He ends up grabbing this guy. But the momentum of Cannon running at him throws them both over this cliff. Well, you have the older guy and this younger guy then say, well, let's get out of here. You know, I hope Cannon's okay, but really, who cares? Let's go. They get in, and they take off. Now, with that, the the older guy driving now, he says, well, it'll be easier to divvy it up with two people now. I mean, it's getting easier as we go. You do see that when Batman got knocked over, there was a large branch right below where he did grab onto that branch, and he did save himself and Cannon, the gangster, who is now just passed out. He brings him up, throws him on the ground, and leaves him for later for the police to pick up or whatever. But then he ends up going to the shack. And it's 30 minutes later where you get these two, the older guy and the younger guy. They're in this shack trying to hide out. They're going to divvy up the money. Let's lay low. Well, some Batman just comes in the front door. I mean, he is stalking them. This is the night of the stalk. He ends up coming in. And I'll give the kid, the younger kid credit. He just yells, oh, no, oh, no. The older guy who's been talking a lot of trash throughout this about how Batman's not so great, and we're going to do this or whatever, he just jumps out the window. I mean, he smashes through the front window and takes off running. And Batman takes off after him, jumps through the window. He's going to go and they end up in a pond down near the shack. And with the Batman comes in and he's like, you know, you think he's just going to grab this guy? Well, this guy... I don't know if he's smart or he's just street smart or lake smart because he reaches down and grabs a rock and just hits Batman over the head with this rock and then grabs him by the neck. Batman seems to be unconscious at this point. He grabs Batman by the neck and forces him underwater. Batman is desperately trying to grab this guy with his arms, his hands and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden everything goes limp. I mean, that's that. And the guy... Starts to celebrate that he Actually was the one Who killed the Batman he says Everyone tried but only I succeeded All the big guys the Joker Two-Face they tried to be clever And all I needed were two hands And a rock and they I did what they Couldn't and he is like I'm gonna be A hero this is the greatest oh my God all of a sudden you see Batman's Hands come up grab the guy by the Collar and pull him under The water and also a really Really cool panel underwater batman is gritting his teeth where he is face to face with this guy and then wallops him so hard that the guy flies out of the water and now he is knocked out batman brings him out of the lake there's only this young kid left now batman and and this is awesome too a cool progression where this kid comes out he's scared we already saw that he didn't want to be involved in the murder He's already he's been the one who's just oh my god, Batman, oh Batman, I think I see Batman, all that. But what is he gonna do here? He thinks he has to defend himself, so he comes out with a gun. And Batman, the narration actually says only one remains, the kid. And Batman is like, Stop where you are, Batman. I mean it stop, but the progression is really cool. It's almost like a horror thing. The kid's there and he's like, Stop where you are, Batman. And Batman's probably like, you know, twenty-five yards away. And then in the next panel Batman is like 10 feet away. It's that quick. And it's, it's such a cool deal. Just panel to panel. And the kid says, I mean it. Stop. You know, I, they say you can't be killed, but I'm going to have to try. I don't know what else to do. Do you hear me? This gun's loaded. I'll shoot. He's trying to convince himself. And I think that really he is desperately trying to make Batman just turn around and leave. He does not want to do this. He doesn't want to be involved in anything going on here. Batman just comes up now and just grabs him. And the kid goes, I can't, I can't, for God's sake, Batman, get it over with, anything only, end it He just wants him to punch him, kill him, do whatever you have to do Because I don't want to be involved with this And this is where, finally, remember, all of this, Batman hasn't said a word Batman has jumped crazily from rooftops onto cars He is almost drowned, got a guy, ended up falling off a cliff All of these things going on, and he was just driven By this anger of yet another kid being orphan. And then it says, suddenly, like a dynamite at dam, the hate that has choked the soul of this fearsome nemesis, this man beneath the cow, spirals away into oblivion. He realizes that this kid doesn't deserve Batman's vengeance. Yes, this kid has been involved in bad things. This kid had gotten involved with the wrong people, but he hasn't really done anything along the way to really deserve This over-the-top, I mean, because Batman has been over-the-top violent in this. Now, again, he should be punished some way, though, and that is conveniently taking him where all of a sudden the police show up. You have the Gotham City PD show up, Batman hears the sirens, and then leaves this kid to to face the police. I mean, he should be in trouble for what went on, but he didn't deserve that over-the-top vengeance from Batman. I thought that that was a really cool little point but it gets better where batman then slips away as he does and i mean he's outside of the city he ended up you know on the roof of a car it's gonna take him a while i mean i know that it's batman but is he gonna jog is he gonna hitchhike but he gets back to the city and gets to the penthouse atop wayne foundation building this is the point there's no mansion at this point he's living in the wayne foundation building and he goes and the the night is over, it's now going to be dawn, and he's taking off the cowl. But that's the thing, you know, now you get the Bruce Wayne, and he goes in and he has a picture of his his parents. He's got all these things, and it's really good because it says, where with the frosty birth of the day, the haunter of darkness dies, leaving only a weary Bruce Wayne. As he lifts the cowl from his drawn face, his eyes automatically rise and suddenly sorrow explodes within him, and he starts crying. They rise. He's looking at the picture of his mom and dad, and it says, Time heals all wounds, they say, and in truth, Bruce Wayne long ago learned to live with the agonizing fact of his parents' demise. But when he thinks of the boy crime left sobbing on the street at dusk, the kid at the beginning, and the other boy crime left sobbing before the Batman's vengeance hours later, the kid that he just left, He remembers a third boy crime left sobbing so many years ago, and in this gray-lit lonely tower for the single moment in infinity, he is that boy again, and it's really touching. It's this idea also, he's alone, he's there, and he's tried desperately to fight crime so that people don't end up in the same situation, and yet, a boy earlier did. I mean, a boy is now an orphan. You end up seeing the paper for that day, savage Batman nabs, hold up men, child orphan." you know, right there. I mean, really a headline that really is set to me to end up making Batman cry. But it is, you know, a touching deal and, and a way that when you're reading this, and some stories are are good at doing this, remembering Why he does it but also remembering That there are emotions with that And sometimes they do get through But also how lonely A a life this is Of fighting this crime but yet still not Being able to stop everything And it's really really good And it's quick I mean you can tell by You know the length of this podcast This story is only about 14 pages Long it is so good It's on the DC Infinite app if you have that uh, look it up and go through it Really, really good story I, I like the art It's it's very, I mean it's funny because it's from a story By Neil Adams or a whispered down the lane Deal, it does have a Neil Adams look at With the art as well and everything Is just really, really good As a quick one shot Batman story that reminds you Everything that he goes through and why he does it So with that I want to thank you for listening Thanks for listening to this, I hope you like this bonus deal Little Batman deal going on. Batman Day is always pretty cool. And before I go, I'll remind everybody that if you want to follow us, you can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Also check out our website. Is that what it's called? A website? I think it is. It's Weird Science DC Comics dot com, where we end up reviewing most of the books each and every week. And also check out our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science to get a bunch of You know shows like this A lot of the shows are like this A lot of shows like this though with me Being joined by various People from the Get Fresh crew All of them awesome, beep, boop But with that too Check out and I'll put in the show notes here As I did on the recent actually Earlier today, Secret Origins Podcast, a schedule of How we're going to do this Stuff on the feed, I'm adding a couple Extra shows to what is our main show, the Sunday night weekly review show that I do with my man, Eric. But I hope everybody liked this. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. So I will talk to you later.